Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. My name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Ware is a freaking Hall of Famer, absolutely well-deserved. The Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2023, DeMarcus Ware, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Rondé Barber, Zach Thomas, Ken Riley, Chuck Howley, Don Coriel, and Joe Clayco. Congratulations to all of them. And last year, I'll never forget when DeMarcus Ware was nominated. Unfortunately, he had not made it. But I said it on this show loud and clear with such conviction that no matter how long it takes for DeMarcus Ware to be inducted, he's always going to be a champion and a Hall of Famer in my book. And I'm so proud that DeMarcus Ware is now a Hall of Famer because, damn it, he deserves it. And looking at all these other names, Zach Thomas, a former linebacker for the Miami Dolphins who actually briefly played for the Cowboys. Chuck Howley, former Cowboys linebacker. Darrell Rivas, Rondé Barber, my God. This name and and before I go too deep into the whole thing with Demarcus Ware, I mean, I mean, looking at the awards, you know, the fact that Micah Parsons was was snubbed out of the AP Defensive Player of the Year award, you know, no disrespect to Nick Bosa. I mean, Nick Bosa is a great player, but honestly, I feel that the AP Defensive Player of the Year award rightfully belongs to Micah Parsons. But you know what? I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that one day, one way or the other. Micah Parsons will be the AP Defensive Player of the Year. And I will tell you this, I guarantee you he's going to win that award more than once. So looking at the other AP, AP uh, excuse me, uh, all, uh, excuse me, the um, offensive awards as well, all the other uh, awards of the season. You know, Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Year goes to Detroit's Aiden Hutchinson. Brilliant. AP Comeback Player of the, of the Year Award, Geno Smith. I would imagine that my boy Keith Teeter, who's a graduate of the University of West Virginia, who's a huge supporter of Geno Smith, well, that dude must be extremely happy. You know, salute to the service award goes to Ron Rivera, FedEx Air Player of the Year award to Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, D'Amico Ryan's becoming the AP Assistant Coach of the Year, and D'Amico Ryan's is now the head coach of the Houston Texans. And, of course, the MVP is Patrick Mahomes, who just won the Super Bowl last night. AP Coach of the Year goes to Brian Dabble. So, you know, AP Offensive Player of the Year goes to Justin Jefferson. So, you know, for the for the AP Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year, the fact that the New York Jets, you know, swept that thing, that's pretty interesting. Sauce Gardner, AP Defensive Rookie of the Year, with Garrett Wilson becoming the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, oh, boy. So, so very interesting. And, you know, last night with the Super Bowl, you know, everything, you know, like talking about, you know, how that holding penalty is what really killed the Eagles. You know, you know, at first, you know, the whole thing was like that. But, you know, you know, and now I'm going to mention Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott actually did actually win an award. And I'll be honest with you. I have been extremely critical of Dak Prescott. I will, I will be honest. I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of Dak Prescott. Some would say I'm not a fan at all. But for Dak Prescott to win the Walter Payne NFL Man of the Year award, you know what? No matter how critical I've been of the guy, no matter how I feel of what, uh, 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 no matter what I feel about him, how I feel about him, what I've said about him, Dak Prescott rightfully, you know, 
congratulations to him. I will give him his congratulations. I will give him the credit that he deserves, okay? But you know what? I'm going to mention this. The fact that Eagle fans were booing Dak Prescott as he received the award. And the fact of the matter is, according to Clarence Hill Jr., who's been a Cowboys writer since 1997, okay, mentioned on Twitter about 11 hours ago that Eagle fans booed Dak Prescott as well as Chuck Howley and Demarcus Ware before the Super Bowl. So, of course, Eagle fans are certainly going to boo a player that any player that's associated with the Dallas Cowboys, of course. But, you know, it's funny how Clarence Hill says in that particular tweet that the Eagles lost to a team that was actually originated in Dallas. So he asks, is this karma or not? And he's asking for a friend. <laughs> but look, I'm going to say it to you like this. It's no surprise that Eagle fans were booing Dak Prescott as, along with Chuck Howley and Demarcus Ware before the Super Bowl. Because that's what Eagle fans do. Eagle fans are tasteless and disgusting. I've encountered many of them myself, and I'll be honest with you, they are extremely disrespectful in my honest experience. So I'll just leave it at that. Alright? So you know what? Whether you can call it karma or not, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, so there's that. But then again, the Cowboys haven't made a Super Bowl in God knows how long. So you know what? The trash talking as far as Dallas goes, you know, can only go so far. But at the end of the day, for to boo Dak Prescott, you know, and Chuck Howley and DeMarcus Ware by Eagle fans, well, again, it's no surprise because that is what Eagle fans do. So now that that's out of the way, you know, for DeMarcus Ware to, to you know, like, like that, I mean, to, help, to say that he had one hell of an illustrious career, you know, that, ladies and gentlemen, is nothing short of an understatement. You know, ever since he arrived in the league in 2005... He wasted just no time at all whatsoever. You know, originally a defensive end at Troy University, scouts considered him to be basically in a prospect of uh, switching in and out between a defensive end position as well as outside linebacker. I would imagine that he would play either defensive end or linebacker depending on whether it was a 3-4 defense or a 4-3 defense. And, you know, for the 2005 NFL draft, you know, he was actually projected to go, you know, I would say he was basically labeled as, according to Sports Illustrated, they had him as a second round draft pick. You know, and I believe, you know, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Marcus Spears was actually drafted in the same draft as uh, by the Cowboys um, that particular season. Because if I remember correctly, then head coach Bill Parcells considered uh, Marcus Spears to be the key to the whole defensive effort, you know, in a 3-4 defense that Dallas was undergoing that particular season. So, but interestingly enough, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, obviously stepped in and then DeMarcus Ware was taken with the 11th overall pick in the first round of the uh, 2005 NFL draft. So that, you know, certainly that certainly would have been uh, pretty difficult. But then again, the Cowboys also drafted Marcus Spears in the first round of the, of the 2005 NFL draft. And when the Cowboys, you know, because the Cowboys had two first round picks that, that one. So, so the fact that they got DeMarcus Ware... And Marcus Spears in the same round, in the same draft. That, ladies and gentlemen, was pure gold. And Marcus Spears and DeMarcus Ware just... Oh, what a hell of a career. It's a, it's a shame, though. It's, it's, a, it's a shame that, you know, all, all that like that. But, you know, with the Cowboys, it's really no surprise. You know, in, two, in 2005, when he made his debut, DeMarcus Ware's debut against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who, of course, at the time were in San Diego... 
you know, in, in one uh, in his uh, opening game, you know, he had th- those three tackles, one of one, one of which was for a loss. And you know, the Cowboys did win twenty eight to twenty four. Now he didn't re- he didn't register his first uh, career sack until week three of two thousand five in a match against San Francisco. And in October of two thousand five, he was the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year recipient because he had sixteen tackles with three ta- with three sacks and seven quarterback pressures. And Dallas was three and two at that point. So I'll never and then week sixteen of, of that particular season when he had three sacks and three fumbles, man, in a, in that match against Carolina, I mean, three sacks and three forced fumbles, I mean that is incredible. So of course he's going to be NFC Defensive Player of the Week as well as Diet Pepsi Rookie of the Week. I mean Demarcus Ware, everything Demarcus Ware got in his career, he earned it. Demarcus Ware put in the hard work, the commitment, the dedication. Everything, you name it, he put it, and he did it to the best of his ability. He earned everything he had, not only his career, but DeMarcus Ware. Everything he has in life, he has worked hard for, and damn it, he has earned it. He has earned it. You cannot take anything away from DeMarcus Ware. And, you know, looking at everything, you know, played 16 games, you know, started 16 games his rookie season. I mean, from 2005... To 2008, started all 16 games, okay? All of them. You know, 11, 8 sacks in his, in his rookie year. And then in 2007, when he had 14. In 2008, when he had 20 sacks, th- th- that was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And as we know, DeMarcus Ware is the Cowboys' all-time leader in quarterback sacks with 117. Also, all-time leader in fumbles forced. 32, all-time leader in tackles for a loss, 145, and finally, all-time leader in quarterback hits, 185. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, he has tied the record for most season leading in sacks with two. <coughs> Excuse me. He did it in 2008 and in 2010. In 2010, 15 and a half sacks, okay, and 20 again in 2008. So for him to have to tie for the record for most season leading in, in quarterback sacks twice in 2008 and 2010, man, you know, Michael Strahan did that in 2001 and 2003, Jared Allen 2007 and 2011, and J.J. Watt in 2012 and 2015. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, you know, the recognition just doesn't even end there. I mean, at the end of the 2012 season, after DeMarcus Ware had, had recorded 10-plus sacks in seven straight seasons, you know, the fact of the matter is, only two other players in NFL history have done that, have had more consecutive seasons with 10-plus sacks. One of them would be Reggie White, and the other one would be John Randall, who, of course, played for the Minnesota Vikings and, as well as the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, you know, and check, and check this out. You want, you, want, you want to talk about recognition? You want to talk about acknowledging DeMarcus Ware for everything that he's accomplished? I mean, check this out. The second fastest player to ever reach 100 career sacks. <laughs> and, and, and check this out. You, we, we talk about acknowledging? Check this out. On April 19th of 2016, the governor of Alabama declared April 19th as DeMarcus Ware Day. It's like I said. The recognition... The accolades, the the accomplishments, everything. He earned it. He had earned it. And on the day, March 13th, 2017, when DeMarcus were, uh, announced that he was retiring from, from the NFL after 12 seasons in the league, 138.5 career sacks total, 
Man, oh man, oh man, it, it could not get any better than that. Now, speaking of how it ended, now, in 2013, after DeMarcus Ware had a career low of only six sacks, you know, I think that, you know, part of it was the fact that he was moving to a defensive end position. Sometimes I felt that that really kind of halted the momentum. You know, after in 2013, you know, I'll never forget how Dallas had literally like, you know, first we would talk about how in 2013, how Dallas had like the worst defense ever. I mean, in 2020, it was only even worse. You know, after the 2013 season, when DeMarcus Ware was released from the Dallas Cowboys, you know, I'll be honest with y'all. I broke down in tears because DeMarcus Ware, has, you know, I still have his jersey. You know, DeMarcus Ware has been my favorite player ever since he arrived in the league, you know, in 2005. You know, Jason Witten also have a lot of respect for him. I mean, for me, it was always a tie between Jason Witten and DeMarcus Ware because I both have so much tremendous respect for them. Because Jason Witten, just, just like DeMarcus Ware, Jason Witten, everything he has in life, everything he accomplished in football as a player, as a coach, whatever, he earned it. So when DeMarcus Ware was released from the Cowboys, you know, when I saw that he was not upset about it, that he understood because, you know, he said, because he understood it was just business, it was nothing personal, you know, I bas I was basically hoping, I, I only hoped that he would go to a team that was good so he can hopefully win a Super Bowl because DeMarcus Ware, to say at that point that he had deserved a Super Bowl ring, that would have been the biggest understatement of the year. Well, hell, I should always say that was the understatement of the year, but it would have been a huge understatement as well because... Understatements are so big that to say that they're understatements, well, there is another understatement right there for you. Almost everything is an understatement, right? So anyway, so, you know, I'll never forget. So he signed a three-year deal with the Denver Broncos. And I'll never forget because a lot of a lot of sources indicated that he had, he had multiple offers, like lucrative offers from other teams. From what I understand, he received lucrative offers from the New Orleans Saints. He even re received major deals. You know, he re received major off a major offer from the Washington Commanders. Hell, I'm pretty sure the Philadelphia Eagles even even offered him a boatload of money. So for Demarcus Ware to turn down offers from the Saints, the Eagles, and and the Commanders, so of course at the time were the Redskins. You know, Demarcus Ware still you know basically still had you know a lot of respect, and you know again he understood why the Cowboys had to release him. He was not upset about it. Because DeMarcus Ware is all business. It's about doing what's best for business. And he wanted nothing but the best not only for himself and his family. But DeMarcus Ware knew that he wanted to make the decision to also help benefit the Cowboys. Because, you know, that's how he felt. So he signed with the Broncos. Won a Super Bowl in 2015. I was so happy for him. Unfortunately, in, in, in my case, you know, the fact that he, he went with the Broncos. He beat uh, the Carolina Panthers. And we all know that Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, loves the Carolina Panthers. I mean... You know, Wiley certainly uh, gave a, a, a full verdict after that Super Bowl because, uh, and, I mean, and I'll be honest, I didn't call him immediately after it happened because I felt that Wiley was probably a little bit upset. So I kind of gave him basically a 72 to 96 hour window for him to kind of uh, gather himself. But Wiley didn't even Wiley didn't even wait 24 hours for me to to give me to give me his verdict on that Super Bowl. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me. But you know, Demarcus. But you know, basically, he did say. But hey, Demarcus Ware did a good job in that particular game, so I'm I'm happy for Demarcus Ware as I was. So, because that that Super Bowl, I did not watch it. I was actually working at Papa John's at the time. You know, that was my senior year of college, so I was you know working my basically that particular time I was working as a pizza delivery driver. You know, I was part of the UNT newscast team. You know, I was doing a lot of stuff and 
God knows how, how much uh, stress I was going through at that time. I mean, but DeMarcus Ware finally winning that Super Bowl, I mean, it felt good. And it felt good for me personally. I mean, Cowboys Nation, I'm sure, you know, felt pretty good about it. But then again, I'm not part of Cowboys Nation. But then again, it doesn't matter. So, so after winning the, the Super Bowl, you know, you know, he had two sacks in the Super Bowl game too. So, you know, in, in the NFL Top 100 Players of 2016, he was actually ranked 36, 36th, which I felt was a little too high. I felt that he was definitely higher than that. But anyway... Oh, I probably should say it was a little too low, because um, I definitely felt, felt that DeMarcus Ward was ranked higher than 36th out of 100. But 2016, after that particular thing, it didn't, it didn't go so well, because in week, cause in week one, in, in that Super Bowl 50 rematch, you know, the Broncos did beat the, the Panthers 21-20, to and, you know, he had a sack and a half in that game. That next week against the Colts, DeMarcus Ward suffered an, uh, an arm injury, and basically, it was. It turned out that he had a, a fracture close to the elbow, and it required surgery. And he was out for a for I think basically he was ruled out for about five weeks. But I, I I don't exactly remember how long he was out. But but you know he that particular season just ended up being a disaster because not long after he had to undergo season back season ending back surgery, which took place December twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen. So. So it's not long after that where he retired. So you know, basically at that point, the body was his body was beaten, badly bruised. So, and Demarcus Ware had basically accomplished everything there was to accomplish. He finally got a Super Bowl ring. He had set numerous, many, many records, and you know, and I've had these conversations with my good buddy, uh, Mr. John Misak, aka the War Bronco, who's a huge Broncos fan, and you know. And he and he said that you know Demarcus Ware you know winning the Super Bowl really honestly and, and he said that Dallas you know that Cowboys supporters you know had every right to be happy about it as well, but you know I'll never forget how John John honestly did say that you know because 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 John asked me like would have it would it have been better if, if he had won it with Dallas and I said it sure as hell would have been better if, if Demarcus Ware had won a Super Bowl ring with the Cowboys but you know what he got his ring he got his ring. That's what matters. The, the The point is, he got his Super Bowl ring. He got what he worked his ass off for for so long. He had finally gotten it. And you know what? After that point, there was, not, there was nothing else for him to prove. He had done everything. He had the best career any, any, anybody could have seen. I mean, again, to say that it was an illustrious career, it was an understatement. So that was that. I'll never... And finally... So after a month after he announced that he was retiring... On April 24th, 2017, Demarcus Ware actually signed a one-day contract so he can officially retire as a Dallas Cowboy. You see, that right there said that there was no hard feelings, but there was never any hard feelings from the beginning. Demarcus Ware retired as a Cowboy. He ended his career where he started. So, that was that. And Demarcus Ware will forever be a hero and a legend to, to the team of the Dallas Cowboys, a legend in the NFL, a legend in sports, and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being, runs a successful business as a gym, I am hoping one day to have the blessings of being getting a membership to his gym and working out there, maybe one day, one day I can personally meet DeMarcus Ware, shake his hand and congratulate him and thank him for everything that he has done, he has had a positive impact on me personally, DeMarcus Ware, God bless you, Congratulations. Thank you for all that you have done. 
you are a Super Bowl champion, and now you are a Hall of Famer, and damn it, you deserve it. My congratulations to you, sir, and thank you for all that you have done, and thank you for all that you do. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see y'all next time.